0: My name is Scott, I'm 16. About a year ago, I went on a school field trip to a small factory on the outskirts of my hometown. It was completely unremarkable and pretty boring to tell you the truth. The only reason I'm even talking about it is to tell you what happened on our way back. The trip was for a small business management class for about eight students. That's why we took one of those short buses that hold 12 or so people. Anyway, my buddy Daryl and I took the back row and got ready for the ride home. As we were taking off, I remember hearing a quiet but distinct sound of something clacking in the engine. I thought it was weird, and even wanted to approach the driver to warn him about it. But Daryl talked me out of it. Geez, if something was wrong, he'd know about it. Stop acting like you're smarter than everybody else. Well, I definitely didn't want my friends thinking I'm a stuck-up know-it-all, so I nodded and joined Daryl, who was watching some funny YouTube videos on his phone. Soon enough, I got distracted and completely forgot about those weird sounds altogether. Looking back, I really wish I hadn't. As we were on the freeway bridge over a wooded area, we heard a loud clap in the engine. The next second, our bus was filled with a thick smoke. It all happened so fast. I remember the driver trying to stop the bus. I remember our classmates screaming and crouching. I remember the bus flying off the highway and falling down. I remember thinking to myself, This is how I'm gonna die. Then I blacked out. I woke up alone in the woods. At first, I was overwhelmed with joy. I was alive. I didn't die. But I soon realized that the worst was yet to come. I was alone, lost, cold, and confused. What happened? Where was the bus? Where was everybody else? Did I fall through a window as the bus was flying off the highway? How did I survive all this? I didn't have any answers to the questions running through my mind. My whole body was aching, but I was pretty sure I hadn't broken anything. I got on my feet and looked around. The forest seemed... odd. Even though it was clearly the same forest that circled our town. I couldn't quite recognize the area. Everything seemed weirdly out of place. I'm not sure how to describe it. As if I kind of knew this place. But at the same time, I had no idea where I was or how I could get out of there. It was cold and super foggy. I couldn't tell if it was day or night. It was quiet, too. So deadly quiet. I couldn't hear any noises at all. Not cars on the highway, not even birds singing or any natural sounds you'd expect to hear in the woods. That creeped me out. I didn't have my cell phone on me. I left it in my backpack, which, conveniently, was nowhere to be found. I wandered around for a while looking for my classmates, but as I was doing that, an old survival tip crossed my mind. If you get lost, stay put. Since I had no idea where to go anyway, I decided to do that and just wait for someone to find me instead. Believe it or not, but it kind of worked. I say kind of because no adult or authority figure came to find me. Instead, Daryl walked out of the woods. I jumped on my feet and ran to him. Dude, you're alive! Man, am I glad to see you! Daryl barely reacted, he was breathing heavily, he looked like crap and his skin was all sickly pale and sweaty, I got really worried, I made him sit down and put my hand on his forehead, he was burning up, hey man do you have a phone, we should call for help, Daryl nodded weakly, he took his phone out of his pocket and handed it over to me, I grabbed it with both my hands shaking, the screen was covered with cracks but the phone worked, However, since we were in the middle of nowhere, naturally, there was no signal. Crap, I whispered. Then all of a sudden, Daryl vomited up blood and started coughing. I didn't know what to do. I was starting to panic. Get help, he wheezed out. Yeah, yeah, I I looked around, trying to figure out how on earth I could do that. There was a hill not far away. Daryl, I'll climb up there, okay? I'll catch a signal and call for help. But you have to promise me to stay conscious. I'll be quick. Just promise me you won't black out." Go, he wheezed out again. I was scared to leave him alone like that, but I didn't know what else to do. He needed a doctor. I rushed towards the hill and started climbing it as fast as I could. When I got to the top, I checked the phone. Nothing. For some reason, I remember very clearly in my mind that I noticed the time was 3.34pm. I thought it was kind of weird. In fact, I could have sworn it was later in the afternoon but that didn't seem important in that moment. I raised the phone in my hand and tried to desperately catch a signal. You're wasting your time, a calm voice from behind my back. There's no signal anywhere around here. I turned around to see a girl about my age. She had bruises on her face, her clothes were covered in blood. She wasn't one of my classmates. I had never seen her before. She told me her name, Jenny and that she'd been taking a road trip with her parents when they got into a car crash. She woke up alone in the woods and, just like me, couldn't find anyone. This coincidence made my skin crawl. Was it even possible? But I didn't have time to really think about it. I had to get back to Daryl. Jenny joined me. We decided it'd be best to stick together. As we climbed down the hill, I saw a male figure leaning over Daryl. The stranger was really tall, I'd say even lanky and dressed in all black. I let out a sigh of relief. Finally, an adult. He could help us. Hey, I yelled, taking a step forward. Before I could continue, the stranger turned around and I couldn't see his face. I gasped, horrified. It wasn't a human face. It resembled a white mask with black hollow eyes. Blood was drooling out of his mouth. Before I managed to take another breath, Daryl's lifeless body fell to the ground. Jenny and I screamed in terror. The stranger took a step in our direction. Jenny grabbed my hand. Run! We bolted. Neither of us looked back out of fear. Not until we ran out of breath and got completely exhausted. When we stopped and finally turned around, nobody seemed to be following us. Did we lose him? Who was that? I whispered, trying to catch my breath. How should I know? Jenny was as terrified as me. We took a moment to recollect ourselves. I decided to try to catch a signal once again. No luck. Without thinking, I checked the time and a chill went up my spine. 3.34 p.m. The exact same time that it showed ages ago up on the hill. How could it be? The exact same time that it showed ages ago on the hill. Show me your phone. She gave me her cell phone. It said 1.56 p.m. Without saying a word, I showed her the time on Daryl's phone. Neither of us could say anything for a while. We were blankly staring at both phones, frozen on different times. I don't know about her, but I was counting the seconds. Slowly, I tried my best not to rush. I reached 60, and nothing changed. My heart dropped. I waited for another couple of seconds to check if maybe I'd been rushing after all. Nothing. Nothing. Jenny started bawling uncontrollably, and I couldn't say or do anything to calm her down. We were sitting there for a while, not knowing what to do, not knowing what to think. At some point, without even discussing anything, we stood up and started walking. We weren't really expecting to find our way out of there, but remaining in the same exact spot felt unbearable. After a while, I suddenly got really tired. I felt as if I could literally fall asleep right where I was. Unable to take another step, I fell to the ground. Jenny leaned over me. What's wrong? You okay? I could hear her freaking out. I fought to keep my eyes open. Everything was fading away. I could barely force myself to answer. Tired. So tired. Jenny started shaking me, trying to bring me back. No, Scott, you can't fall asleep. You can't leave me here. Scott, wake up. Please! As everything was slipping away, I saw the monstrous stranger appear behind Jenny's back. I wanted to warn her, to tell her to run, but I couldn't. I just blacked out. I woke up in the hospital several days after the crash, or so I was told. The driver, our teacher, and most of the other students had died on the spot. Daryl and I had both slipped into a coma. Daryl never regained consciousness. He died a couple hours after being brought to the hospital. I was the only one to survive. The doctor said it was a miracle. My parents were so happy to have me back, but I... I didn't know what to think or feel. In fact, I still don't. What was it? That place I'd been stuck in. And how do I get back? I know a lot of you won't believe me, and I get it. Even my family members and doctors were all convinced that whatever I saw was some sort of weird coma hallucination or dream. But the thing is, I'm not so sure. Memories of that horrible place aren't going anywhere. They aren't fading away or letting me go. And that freaks me out, how real they feel. The cold, the horror, the hideous stranger, Jenny's face. I tried to find out what happened to her, but to no avail. No other car crash was reported in that area at the time. Nobody named Jenny was ever brought to the hospital of our little town. A part of me hopes that someone who sees this on the internet might recognize this girl, maybe reach out to me and tell me what happened to her. Is she still in a coma? Is she dead? But another part of me is way too scared to find out the truth. Sometimes I still hear her in my nightmares. I see her in that place, terrified and desperate. I see her running away from that pale, hideous stranger and calling for me. But I wake up every time, unable to help and not knowing what happened to her.